Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, or listening to the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ayana. And we are Two Healthy Chicks, providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. So, Ayana, what's in your mug tonight? Well, I don't have a mug tonight. So, you know, since we stopped branding people (laughs) and companies... Uh, we got a little bit more flashy, a little more two healthy chicks ish. Yeah. Uh, I have. That's a great question. Oh <laughs> yes, pineapple fizz, um, skin elixir, and complete hydration. You know, I'm all about my electrolytes. Yes, that's an awesome combo. Ooh, I'm gonna have to try that one. That's very fun. Yes, I love the tumblers. We have matching for those of you who can't see. We have matching glittery tumbler tumblers, um, different colors. But um, and I am drinking um, Inner Calm um, in the pink lemonade flavor. So I love that. It. Is really really good. I like mm-hmm. mixing mine with seltzer. I don't know if Ooh. that's really you know what you're supposed to do to calm yourself before bed, but it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Maybe just not use it as a calming thing, but as a yummy, tasty thing. So. There you go. There yeah. you go. I will say I'm very proud of myself and I'm really hoping that tonight's guest will be proud of me also because I mitigated stress this evening. Um, it was a rough day and we will just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And I decided to use the Brighten Up Exfoliator and the eye gel, the prep work eye gel mask. So I took a moment, took it down, mitigated some stress. So hopefully he'll be proud of it. I'm proud of myself. Putting our information into practice already. I love it. And we haven't even talked about it. Look at that. I know. (laughs) Amazing. All right. So here we are in the second part of the sleep slash stress series. Mm -hmm. And we covered sleep and the role it plays in healthy living last week. So if you missed it, make sure you look up episode 15. And now we'll move into stress. Yes. So tonight we'll cover what is stress, uh, things to reduce and minimize stress, things that we can do daily to prevent getting stressed out. But then once we are stressed, because we know it will happen, things that we can do to eliminate stress. No, nobody gets stressed out. The (laughs) society is just full of like rainbows and puffy clouds. I know. I think we lost all of our audience because it's like stress. I don't need to listen to this. I don't get that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. We crack ourselves up, people. So moving on. Hopefully you guys are laughing out there with us, at us. I don't know. (laughs) We'll take either. I mean, I'm down for any. Mm-hmm. All right. So our guest, I am very mm-hmm. excited once again, yes. John, I'm going to give his bio again, in case you missed mm-hmm. the episode last week. Again, check it out. It, it was I mean, he dropped so many nuggets of information. So he is a military veteran of the United States Coast Guard and is now a sergeant for the Bloomfield, Connecticut Police Department. He experienced many traumatic events in his life, but set a goal not to let any of them prevent him from becoming better. John utilizes his experiences to connect with others and dedicates a majority of his personal time, helping them find better versions of themselves on a daily basis. Please welcome none other than my brother-in-law, 
personal coach, personal growth coach, John Sykes. Yay! Thank you guys for having me again. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Glad you are here. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you back. Like last week was a lot of fun. So it was perfect that the two went together. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to have him back. So yes. thank yeah. you. Definitely. And I'm happy to hear that you mitigated stress earlier today. I, am. I definitely want to hear more about that at some point. Win, win. And that <laughs> That's was all it's about. exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> and I was awesome. very honest when I put the uh, the masks on. I was like, ooh, John would be so proud of me. I really <laughs> So I did. I put it on social media. Myself in mass. My girl. All right. So last week you told us a little bit about your story. And I think your experiences really tie into tonight's topic and absolutely make you our resident expert. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to share even more, the floor is yours. Yeah, definitely. So I appreciate that. So last week, I I mentioned how um, one of my biggest uh, things was just suffering with self-sabotage. And, you know, um, early on in life, when I was 17, my brother took his own life. And I think that, you know, as I grow older and more mature, I've basically uh, determined that one of the main nucleuses of that was because he wasn't um, caring enough about himself and he Mm -hmm. cared too much about others and he was never really um, identifying the the issues that he was dealing with on a daily basis. And what I've grown to know is and notice with me is, is I self-sabotage very often where I think so much about what other people think of me or, you know, meeting a deadline. And I'm always like creating this in self-induced stress that it puts me in a, in a negative mindset. And what I do to, to get out of that is basically I have to talk myself through it. So like Ayana, I'm not sure what, what you did today to get yourself through it, but I am super proud of you. But um, A whole lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you. is good, which is awesome. And we have to take the time to do that, right? Um, but one thing that I over time was is I, I identified the fact that we are perfectly imperfect. Mm. There's nobody in this world that is perfect and we should not be seeking perfection. We should be seeking the best version of ourselves. And it's as simple. It's simple to find that because all you have to do is be 1% better yeah, every single day. Yeah. And, and by doing that, you will accomplish goals that you would never have thought that you would be able to accomplish. And that's what brought me here today speaking with you two lovely ladies is, is that through my journey, I have realized and identified that, wow, all it takes is identifying the rut I'm in and identifying the traumas and the, you know, the skeletons in my closets and everything that put me in this negative rut. And then being able to just pull the layers back. And finally, you get to that positive nucleus where it's like, okay, now it's time to, to get into drive and, and push forward. So here we are. And one day at a time, 1% better. Mm-hmm. That's that amazing. Is, that I, is, I love that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I just love that one percent better because I think I think that's such that's a huge mic drop right there. I mean, that just because and and I really identifying what is it that is bothering us. Well, then why is that bothering us? And then well, why does that bother us? And and really go back to like or kind of like you know what is the worst thing that's going to happen? Oh well, well what would happen? And so just realizing that it's not as bad as we think it is, and and truly understanding what is at the core. It's it's really sometimes is like just our own thoughts <laughs> about the situation. Right. Right. And when you and when you really 
put it to the bare bones of it, that's what it is, right? It's so simple to to say out loud, but when you when it's about you, when it's you mm-hmm. self-analyzing, mm-hmm. it's so much more difficult. Like when you're in a supervisory position, if you're a parent, if you have friends, we're always able to give the best advice. But as they say, you're able mm-hmm. to give good advice, but you never you, you never take your own advice, right? And it's so simple. You're literally giving the words and you're giving the path to somebody else, but then we mm-hmm. never you know, reflect it upon ourselves. Yeah, it's simple, but right. it's simple, but difficult, right? That's, right. that's the, that's the battle. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, one of the, um, one of the key pieces of information that you just provided was just acknowledging what is at the core, just like you said, Jenny, like just figuring out, because I think once you can identify it, and I think that goes with any topic of concern. When you can identify the core, then you can move forward. So what is stress? Let's start in Jenny's, you know, favorite way of starting the episode is with a definition. I've been through it this time. So stress, according to the dictionary, is the feeling of being overwhelmed or unable to cope with Mm -hmm. mental or emotional pressure. We're going to focus on this because of that word feeling like stress is the feeling of being overwhelmed. So it's not actually that you can't deal with it. It's just that feeling that you can't. So what we can do to identify that and move past it is where we're going to live tonight. And any feelings that we experience, we can work to change. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really interesting thing too, because um, this was something that I, with my autoimmune disease and, and learning about how much stress affects it, and it's like, okay, get stress out of my life. Well, it can be semi-easy, not, well, not easy, but it can be easier to take out the major stressors in your life, like, um, you know, avoid certain things and, and don't do certain things. But then when you get down to your thoughts that produce feelings in your body, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother story because it's the thoughts. I mean, everything that John started off talking about, like our thoughts going places and then, and then our stress level goes up and our blood pressure goes up and our, and our, and we're, we're start, we're getting stressed out and it's hard to control those thoughts. It's a lot easier to control our actions and don't do this, don't do that. But um, to really control those feelings and those thoughts is a whole, a whole different thing. And fun fact um, that you cannot lose weight when you are stressed. And so just, and, and being stressed, it can come from those feelings, those thoughts that we are giving ourselves. And so I'll just throw in a big a little plug for Dr. Tanda Cook. If you don't know who she is, look her up. She's great. She gives some great tips, but she was just talking about this the other day. And I thought it was so funny when I came across it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about stress. And she just talked about cortisol. And John, you had mentioned that the last episode and just the hormone and, and just it, it gets, you know, it rises when we are stressed and then we, we aren't able to lose that weight. And so um, a lot of times it's not just the big stressors in our lives. It's really the little things and and the thoughts that produce the stress. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've ever heard of stress-free eating. It's always stress eating, right? (laughs) You have such a high level of stress that you then need to somehow counter that. And what do we do? We get the comfort food. We get that food that's then going to just make us feel good which is going to basically decrease our stress levels. But what is it really doing? It's creating an unhealthy pattern of diet, right? And yeah. so, like you said, Jenny, it's, they, they are one in the same. It really is like crazy how that, it, how that works. 
I actually learned something. Uh, maybe this was about five weeks ago. So shout out Lainey Gray. Um, I heard this on one of her lives. She interviews a number of nutritionists and just people related to the health field. And our body is going along the same lines of not being able to lose weight when you're stressed. When we are eating, if we're in a high stress situation, and I didn't even realize that this was one of them, but for instance, driving, our bodies are not designed to digest properly because if you take it to the core, like it's our body feels like we are in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're in that fight or flight, then our bodies, if we, you know, like I said, were to go back to, I don't know, centuries ago, um, if you're in fight or flight, it's not time to digest food. It's not time to like make babies or anything like that. So that that contributes a lot to um, not being able to have children. There are just so many things that are related to stress. And I think we all as a society understand that stress is a negative. It has a negative impact on our bodies. But I don't know if we'll ever actually understand all of the yeah. ramifications. So, you know, I kind of got off on a tangent. But well, yeah, and I'll, just keep, going, I'll just keep going on. down that tangent because it also makes me think it's, it's a cultural thing too, because you talked about just our bodies can't digest food when we're always on the go. And think about what the American lifestyle is. Like you, we see Absolutely. people all the time walking down the street eating. We, we pick up fast food. We, you know, eat on the run. Like it's a normal part of life here. It is not like that in all other countries around the world. And no. so I'm not saying the U.S. is the only place that does that, but it, it's a big cultural thing too. It's just very accepted. And as opposed to sitting down, you eat when you are seated at the table and you have time to eat your meal and then time to digest. But if we are always on the go trying to eat, our body is never calmed down enough to actually be able to properly digest our food. Yeah. yeah. And just to support that, guys, like, I love this. But, uh, you know, when it comes to dieting, two of the most popular, you know, forms of dieting right now are intermittent fasting, and like some sort of like keto dieting, right. And what we do with those is to get into ketosis, you have to prevent yourself from eating for so many hours. And same thing with intermittent fasting, you are preventing yourself from eating for so many hours. And going back to, you know, our primal instincts, that's what we were meant to do. Our body and our mind focused on hunting, gathering, things of that nature. And then when it was time to eat, that's all you did was eat. And with any diet, it, they really promote the, you know, sit down at the table, like you said, Jenny, take a bite and then put it down to allow your body to digest it. Because then once the body digests it, then it relays to your mind, hey, I'm no longer hungry. And that's how you get into that that routine of a good, healthy, balanced diet. So yes, 100% on, spot on, guys. So yeah. let's go to, so that is what stress does to us and what stress is. So let's talk about a few things that we can do to reduce and minimize our stress. Um, so one of the things that has come to mind um, are sensory tools. So things like the, the squishy balls or the um, hand gripper or, um, there's like these, there's all kinds of things. Like my kids have all kinds of things that they do. Like go into any school setting, you'll see a ton of them. But it's, you know, it's, it's something sensory that you can do. I think that's one of the reasons why fidget spinners were probably so big back in the day. Um, it's just something that you can physically do to help minimize that stress. 
Yeah, I, I think that I order um, fidget toys probably every three to four weeks for my school um, because they are very popular and not just amongst the children. Like, I mean, I think everyone should have some sort of sensory tool. I mean, as minor as it may seem, you'd be surprised what, you know, a squeeze toy or some sort of finger trap or something like that can do. That's what it's called. Like this. Yeah, that I should push. Oh, oh, those two. Oh, but there's another one that is like these 10. It almost yeah. looks like a and you just push thing. it. You push yes. it button. And then yeah. flip it over and do it again yes yes and it's like and it's like why is that right and it's because we're satisfying three different things we're we're the the nerves so neural and then it's the the physiological and then the psychological too because you're taking your focus off of what it what it is that's stressing you out by gripping that ball or by squeezing that that fidget or spinning the fidget spinner and then so you have it it's taking your focus off of what's stressing you out. You're getting that satisfaction. You're getting that sensation. And it's checking all the boxes. It's mm-hmm. it's allowing you to get past that thing that's stressing you out. It's amazing. Something so small can help us through such stressful times. Exactly. It's the same concept for um, adult coloring because you are super, super focused on these very intricate lines Mm -hmm. that you forget, even if it's just for a moment about what is bothering you, what is stressing you. So another um, idea for reducing and minimizing stress is exercise. And of course, you know, everybody... So we always hear exercise, but hear me out. Stick with us for a second. It lowers the body's stress hormones, which is cortisol, just as you mentioned, Jenny. But we also discussed sleep as the start of this sleep stress series. You can get that again from episode 15. But exercise helps reduce, I mean, release endorphins, which are chemicals that improve your mood and act as natural painkillers. So I'm going to just stop there for a second. Uh-huh. Natural painkillers. So, you know, you always hear, oh, exercise, you'll feel better. Like there's real truth to that. Um, It in turn improves the quality of your sleep, which obviously, as John informed (laughs) us last week, the more sleep you have, the more at peace you are. It's all related. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, it increases confidence. You feel better. You look better. It improves your mental well-being. Like, so there are just so many ways that exercise can affect both your sleep as well as your stress level yeah it's it's crazy it's a circle right and you Mm -hmm. really could you could have had you know you could have had this episode before sleep and it tied right in right because it's kind of like what what came first the chicken or the egg (laughs) am i am i stressed so much that i'm losing sleep or Mm -hmm. is my lack of sleep creating stress and Mm. it's like you just said ayana like man they all just fall in line with each other. If you do one thing, you focus on one thing, the next thing is going to get better. If you focus on your mindset and strengthen that, you're going to have a better focus on working on your physical health and then your diet because you're going to have that discipline to do those things. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Um, yeah, it is. It is kind of fun. So here's another one that is very cyclical. With that, is like which one comes first? The breathing. I mean, we talked a lot about mm-hmm. that. You gave some great wisdom in the last episode, um, in the sleep episode. So we're not going to go over that. But I did want to mention it. Just breathing and breathing purposely and deeply is a huge way to minimize stress, also to help you go to sleep, which is why we mentioned it in the other episode. Um, but um, that's a, a great one. Um, 
Um, also journaling. And John, I think you mentioned this um, in the last episode as well, but journaling is 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 such a great thing to, and it kind of ties in with what you were talking about right at the top of the show about peeling back the layers. And that's one of the ways that you can do that is, is just putting pen to paper and really getting those thoughts out. I know when I'm angry or upset or whatever, that's especially a very helpful thing for me to do is just write down and just kind of get it out. Right. Yeah. And my my biggest uh, takeaway from journaling is that, and we can talk about it a little bit later, is identifying your triggers. What are the things that make you get stressed? And by writing things down and then a week, two weeks later, you go back and you read it and it's like, how was I feeling that day? What was it that made me write what, what I was feeling? And then you're like, that's right, this happened. And then I felt like this six, eight hours later when I was journaling. And then you can start identifying what one of your triggers is that could be making you so subconsciously stressed mm -hmm. out more, more than you even realize because you didn't identify the trigger, the thing that was creating that stress. So oh my journaling journaling's huge. Yeah. I'm sitting here shaking my head because I literally have an app on my phone that when I started using it, I don't even remember the name of the app now, but when I started using it, I set up the system and the account so that I would be reminded every night at a certain time. And my phone literally asked me, it's such and such time. I think it's like nine or 10 o'clock at night. How are you feeling? And I'm supposed to go into the app and jot down how I'm feeling. And if I actually was using it, <laughs> what a concept, I might actually know what my triggers are. So I'm like kicking myself now because I have a tool that I'm just not using. That's great. So I'm going to start using that tonight. <laughs> So, so maybe we'll add in, actually use the things that we are talking about. <laughs> like, don't forget to do that. <laughs> Whatever. That's a helpful piece of knowledge, you know, just a little tip, pro tip here. <laughs> All right. So that's awesome. So that is a wrap on segment one. We are going to continue with more ideas and things that you can do on a regular schedule um, in the second segment. So definitely join us back here for the second part of our conversation on stress. And you are listening to Two Healthy Chicks podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV. 